So long standing, it's about time we get back to talking about video games. It's been a while since we talked about video games. This time we're going to talk about a lot of having to do with the business of video games. A lot of the new, like, .5 consoles that have been coming out. Because it's not like it's, not like it's PlayStation 5. It's PlayStation 4.5. You know, and Nintendo Switch and stuff like that. Once again, with Bo, Pete, and Mike, we're here to talk about the things we geek about. This time it's video games. Cue the music. video game because I just played Batman VR. In terms of Batman as a detective, you got to play this game. This game, it, there's almost no fighting. There's very little fighting. You are Batman doing detective work. You're trying to figure out a murder. It's Batman and it's, VR? Dude, it's incredible. You Okay, so huh, I don't know how you guys can test this if you don't get one, but it's uh, Sony's PlayStation VR. Um, in the suit, you look. You put the suit on. You physically put the suit on. And when you look down, you have your utility belt. Wait, 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 wait. I thought this is just glasses. This is not just glasses? What do you mean? It's not just a VR goggles, there's more to it? There's just the VR goggles, but when you're holding the controllers in your hand, they are your hands. And so when oh. you look down, you literally see your, your like, you're, you're Batman, and, I, and you feel oh. like it. Like, you shoot your grappling hook, and you go up and do a thing, and you're looking down at the crime scene, and I got, like, my stomach felt weird because I was up too high. Like, I got a little nervous. You look down at your belt, and you've got all your gadgets on your belt. You physically grab them. There's no controller X that does this, you know, there's nothing, none of that. What do you want to do, you do. So if you are throwing a batarang, you grab a batarang and you throw it. If you want to grapple, you grapple. If you want to scan the crime scene, you grab the scanner. And this is for the PlayStation 4? Dude, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a PS4. It's their VR game. Now, here's – it's anyway, the only reason I'm saying this is I think <laughs> you're right. They haven't gotten that part of him right in a movie yet, but this game gets it right. This game is the first time that, like, they well, did actually, that. actually, all, right. all the Arkham games have pretty, uh, have pretty much been I good at capturing Batman. The other one. Okay, I haven't played the other ones. This is the first one I played. It is Arkham. It's Arkham VR or whatever. Okay. Dude, you guys will love it. It's too short. It's very short. It's more of a tech demo, demo than anything else. But, like, if that's the future of where we're going with being able to inhabit again, because as soon as I finished playing it afterwards, I thought, well, I want to be Wolverine now. I want to be Spider Man. I want to be everybody. Like, I want to VR be everybody. Wow. And you, you can, yeah. I'm sure. Like, that's coming. It's an incredible experience. I really felt like I was Batman for a little while doing all this stuff. I'm just thinking now Mass Effect VR now. That sounds like it would be awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I have real high hopes for. You know, everybody's kind of dissing Sony for uh, the specs being a little lower than the other two. The other two but competitors. But their specs aren't actually lower. That's the thing. They're not. They're not. Right, they're not. They're not. No, they just fact, have specific I played the Oculus. It was terrible. I hated it. Like, PlayStation VR. My only problem with the PlayStation VR is the screen resolution. The graphics are amazing, but the resolution is, is bad enough because they're splitting it over two eyes that um, you can kind of see some stair-stepping. But that's going to get fixed if you decide to get the PS Pro because that'll be able to run twice the resolution. So I'm curious to see how that fixes that. If that fixes it, we're in the future. I mean, we have the, the Danger Room if we want to be the X-Men. We have the Holodeck if we want to be Star Trek. Like, it's convincing, guys. It's super convincing. Nice. Yeah, oh, man. yeah it's, good thing I, I, it's good thing I know somebody who, who, who plays with those things who can, we'll like, just, can. who can just, like, I go to his house and I'll play with it or he'll come to my house and I'll play with oh. it. It's all good. Oh, let me know when you uh. try <laughs> Just so you know, Pete, the Arkham games to play are the first Arkham Asylum, okay. Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. You could skip Arkham okay. Origins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not even done by the same company, Rocksteady. But you oh, could you you could skip it. The best part of Arkham, like borrow it from someone. The best part of Arkham Origins ends after you fight Deathstroke, which is oh, in okay. the beginning of the game. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like the best fight in all of those games. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Arkham but Knight has one failing point, but I think you'll still enjoy the overall game. Cool. Yeah. So now, since we were talking about the, the games the in bad. general... Be the bad. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the Nintendo Switch. What's the Nintendo just, Switch? What am I missing here? Nintendo Switch. It's their new console that they've finally uh, revealed. Oh, Jesus. And Oh, yeah. The It'll sell. Is on, Mike. They'll sell. Mario Kart. It's the, on. The, P, the, the PS Pro, the Nintendo Switch. The wars haven't stopped. These wars will go long afterwards. <laughs> I just all wish right. instead of releasing a new PlayStation for the Prius, because all it's doing is just really switching to 4K. Most people don't even have 4K TVs. No, <laughs> can really you'll see, enjoy. You'll see when you play the PlayStation VR, you'll realize why they did it. No, but I couldn't you come up with something that you just add on to your existing system? No, no, no. Well, you, need, you need the processing power. You need to be, able to, to be able to push twice the resolution. You're basically pushing out content to, to two screens. So it has to be, you know what I mean? It has to be able to handle those textures, that size. It has to be able to handle everything but as so, you're pushing out two PlayStations. But to Mike's question, it's interesting. The PS4 Pro has a replaceable hard drive. So not that though. No, but I mean oh, like I I, Yeah, yeah, I think what they're planning to do is try to get it so that they can upgrade as they need. Well, well that's the truth on all, both all, all of them have a replaceable hard drive. The PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation oh, 4 both have replaceable hard drives. It's not about the hard drives anymore though. Like what's happening with PlayStation and with Xbox is they're not making any more consoles. They're it's only going to Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're making like a PC, they're making it so you can swap out, you know, and, and continually upgrade components. Mm -hmm. Which is smart. That's smart. I oh, think. so that's what the Pro is? Essentially, I don't know. Essentially, the Pro is, quote-unquote, their last sort of iteration of console um, so that they can take the Pro and just keep upgrading it from there. Because to be um, honest with you, because, Bo, my PlayStation 3 doesn't have the hard drive it started with because you could just buy a new hard Because it has a terabyte hard drive in it. That's what I put in. It didn't have that when I bought it. I just replaced it, and it doesn't mess up the warranty or anything like that to do it. And you could do the same thing with the PS4. So... Aside from hard drive, you're saying that the PS Pro, you can upgrade other elements of it as well? I'd have to check that, but I think you're right, Bo. I think that's where yeah. they're headed. So you could just swap out a better video card or swap out a better... I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they purposely... and it's uh, So they're going game. the opposite way of computers because computers, like the computers today, are all starting to go all in one like Mac started way back when. And so yeah. you can't swap out that's anything. Funny. We're watching I, it yeah, I think there's there's a bit of a switch <laughs> the here. Console are like, hey, that was a great idea. We could make so much money on more peripherals. <laughs> you know, like, come out with a video card every six months. Well, it's not for them. It's for us. I mean, that's what's great about it. It's not a decision that helps them. Uh, it certainly the old system certainly works best for them. But what works best for us is the ability to modularly upgrade and not buy a new system every four years. This is them getting ahead of the card because the thing is, is the old system works best for them, but for how long? They noticed the marketable sales difference when they released sure. the last generation of consoles was recently. Oh, sure. Because people were like, do I really need to buy a new one? And it's true. And that's the writing on the walls is people will definitely, you're going to be segmented just like the PC game world. You're going to have hardcore gamers and casual gamers. And hardcore yeah. people are going to want to keep the most up to date. Don't forget phone so gamers. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, the, the, the industry has been making this heavy push into quote-unquote casual versus hardcore gaming. Um, because it's not even that. that that's us who's saying it. What they're making a push is uh, money-making versus more money-making. Yes. <laughs> that's what they're looking um, at. But, but to answer the questions, Sony's sort of uh, statement on the fact is they're capitalizing on emerging display technologies like 4K and HDR-capable TVs. So what's the so X-Bone doing? The PS4. What's that? So what's the X-Bone um, doing? The Scorpio. And they haven't really released anything for it except that. Like, they're keeping, they're playing it uh, close to their chest uh, as far as the uh, Xbox Scorpio goes. Um, there is some 
details about it, like how much more powerful it is than the X Bone, this, that, and the other. Um, but like a full... X Bone. <laughs> I love all your like. <laughs> yeah, we call it the X Bone. Xbox uh, we, X Bone. That's funny. yeah. That's what it looks like when they abbreviate it. So I just. Well, I know that's why X- I love that you do that. I love that you guys do that. <laughs> like fan four or whatever fan four stick. Yeah, I love that. Um, but basically, it's a huge jump in processing from the uh, Xbox One, um, and they're also doing that same sort of. We want to jump on the 4K uh, sure. sort of uh, avenue of, of gaming. And, of course, there's the idea that they want to integrate other things like VR technology and all this sort of stuff. So they're trying to be as module as more modular than they were before. It's smart. When you play the PS VR on the current P PlayStation, you'll see you'll see what the need for another console is. You'll be like, okay, that's what that's what we need. All right. So I'll take, I'll take, how do you get a 4K TV? Come on, guys. You're killing me. I don't, uh, have, I don't need you don't need that, though. I mean, it's. You can, but it's more about... Because it's projecting the monitor onto also, your screens inside your exactly, head. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's totally independent. Your monitor is going to display whatever. But here's the other thing, guys. Um, the other reason this is important. Uh, that PlayStation is now letting games be modded. Games that get modded typically run way higher textures, yes. way higher resolution things. Yes. They run things like Bloom. They run, yeah. they run effects that are not standard for that reason. People are going to want to have more processing power. He brings up a solid point because while for now all their mods that will be coming are using only in-game assets... In-game assets also count for modding to increase resolution in your games and increasing bloom effects and other things like that. But the only still- way to do that is processing power, and that, yeah. that comes from the new. Yeah, so that'll definitely come it makes through sense. all of this. It makes total sense, and I'm actually excited for it for those two reasons. I think, um, I think it's worth it, and I like that direction. And that that's, why, that's why I've already, that's why Skyrim Special Edition yes. is on, it's going to be coming to this house. Yes, I already pre-ordered that shizzy. On niche gaming, it's though, this month. It's like this month. Now, now yeah. hold, hold on. Remember, I was saying the Nintendo Switch is what our discussion point is, and Nintendo is weighing in on this whole process as well. Mm. Um, they'll always stay they behind, announced. don't they? Yeah, but their thing well, is super modular, even to the point of the controls are modular now, right? Like, everything is snap-on. and Everything is modular on this what? thing. So they're even ahead um, of them in that sense. Yeah, that's, so that's I mean, really like... That's smart, because the, the problem with uh, PlayStation and Xbox right now is everything is a separate peripheral that you need to buy, and the, the idea that Nintendo is thinking, this is stuff that you just snap on to add functionality to your current thing, that's really smart. It's, it's interesting because, like, okay, the Nintendo Switch has a dock that connects to your TV and lets you swap out other things, add joystick controllers, change your grip accessories, like, do the wireless thing. Like, they're really and embracing. Then a, and then it's a tablet when you pull those things off the side. Exactly. So that's smart. What so the like, hell? Yes, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This is why this is news. It's hardcore, for sure. Now, I'm like, looking at every- this thing. It's like, what? It's a yep. Frankenstein game console. That's where we're headed, though. I mean, there's a company that wants to do that with cell phones. You know, like the idea, because you, you do have to have, have two things, uh, two schools of thought, right? Like you were saying, uh, Mike, the idea that things things are getting more, like things that used to be modular are getting more solid state, single, you know, single frame, whatever. Yeah, for the computer, yeah. And phones, too. But yeah. then there's a whole other movement of people wanting phones where they get to decide which components. Maybe they don't need two cameras on the front. Maybe they don't need a, you know, whatever. Like, so it's interesting to see technology diverge like that to where some companies are going to make modular things where you can customize and really design your own experience versus having to go a la carte. Or, um, I'm sorry, like, not a yeah, la carte. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I find this interesting because it seems like all of them have their own sort of idea and vision for how to make this much more flexible for the gaming community in general. Yes. Um, for me, though, since I'm an old guy, um, <laughs> I, I you can have all the bells, whistles, and peripherals you want. If the game is not yes, well done, that's exactly it, it. Doesn't matter to me. That's 100. Yeah, but right. that's 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 independent of the console half the time. Yeah, but it sucks though because nobody's stepping up. Well, you know what? Actually, uh, let me take that back. I was going to say nobody's stepping up to make great games with using because the same thing happened with the Wii. The Wii came out, the Wii U came out, or whatever, and you had this great 
you know, immersive kind of way to play games, and nobody but Nintendo capitalized on that. Yeah, the seriously. best games are the ones that ship for free with the stupid console. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody, you know what I mean? And that's that's annoying. And I was a little nervous about that playing the PlayStation stuff. I was like, ah, this is going to suffer the same problem. But I think that's okay. Having said that, now that Xbox and, Play, Xbox and PlayStation have opened up the idea for. Um, paved the way for indie developers to really have a, an outlet, I think that's going to change. I think we are going to see people who can take a risk, because again, the studios can't take a risk on a small um, gimmick or a small niche in, in a, or, or an innovative gameplay style, unless it, you know, they, they need to make clones. They need to make copies of whatever's the hit, right? Yeah. But indie, yep. indie developers can do whatever they want. So you're going to get a lot of really cool indie games that do take take advantage of all that stuff. Up. Imagine Journey using half the sh- Imagine if Journey was VR, dude. It, I'm sure those that, those developers, I'm sure, can work on something. I mean, you, you no. ever play Firewatch? By, uh, you ever play Firewatch? Firewatch? Yeah, it's it sort familiar. of a walking simulator, but not really. It's it really does. Cool. Okay. Um, I don't think I have. I the only reason I'm saying that is they're releasing bits of it as VR, too. So I think okay. my point is a lot of, uh, because it's a pretty easy transfer, you know, you have all the assets, every, nothing really needs to be rebuilt. You just have to kind of, anyway, I'll, I'll stop. No, 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 no don't, 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 It's perfectly fine. Look, um, here's the thing. I appreciate you pointing out the whole indie developer thing. I think there is a big pull and push for indie developers in the game market currently. Especially for um, people like you, the, seeing as how you love Castle Crashers. I love <laughs> Castle Crashers. Um, That's a great example, though. That's a great example. <laughs> but, like, for example, a lot of them are making the move to, like, phone games and stuff like that. Where sure, sure. it's sort of this interesting renaissance of stuff that I grew up on with these side-scrollers and these puzzle games and all this sort of creative stuff. And... Uh, when you look at sort of like the recent success and then critical failure, No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Yeah. And that TV order, which thank you for the uh, segue there, Pete, uh, with my next point. <laughs> no Man's Sky was this amazingly hyped and amazingly full of potential indie developed game that Sony was like, yeah, sure, we'll throw some stuff behind that and make it go. And for all intents and purposes, I feel like it could have been this majestic, giant, you know, Phoenix rising from the indie ashes and showing everybody that this is the way we can do this sort of thing um, and get support from the AAA uh, developers. Yet, all it takes is just one gaffe, one trip, uh, one set of bad choices, and it just takes this headlong plunge. Um, look, into- dude, dude, look, the biggest problem with No Man's Sky is playability. The thing is, is you go into that game for a little while, and yeah, you get caught up in the whole cycle of build to go farther, to go farther, to build, to go farther, to go build. And then after a while, you're like, what the fuck am I doing this for? <laughs> you know? And then imagine you actually play the game to its conclusion. Spoilers, you get to a glowing light in the center of the galaxy and start the fuck over. You know, as you respawn look, the look, galaxy. Look. I'm, <laughs> right? I'm an old school gamer. I'm not unused to finishing a game and starting back from the beginning. With them saying, thank you for playing. (laughs) Yeah, but No No Man's Sky is not a game, though. No Man's Sky is a tech demo. The problem is, you have, if this was a Kickstarter, I don't know if it was actually a Kickstarter, but we're in this mode now of people that don't have, they don't have the, uh, (laughs) um, the experience or the history of making a game to its completion, right? They have a cool idea for something, and then they get funding now because you can, and then they make this cool idea into something, and then they realize, holy shit, we didn't actually make a game. They were corporate back. There's no game there. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. But again, the point is, I, as much as I, I have no love for giant studios, but having said that, at least they're made up of people that have had to make games. Yes. And so they know what the whole cycle is like. They know how to put a story in there. They know how to make something compelling that lets you want to continue to play the game. Um, no Man's Sky was... indies that do that. Yeah, No Man's Sky, he's right. It's, it's a tech demo. It's a great demo to talk about 
procedural u- uh, universe oh. generation. It, it's, it's great. It does that excellently well. Out of the games that came out, it does it one of the best. And as you advance it, it does it even better. But it could, it could, it could have been so much a better game by utilizing simple things like player creation and building and modding and maybe a purpose. It's just like a purpose for being. I, okay, granted, but I, I'm always going to say when it comes to gaming in particular, everybody has a different happy place. If playing that sort of open-ended, giant sandbox, uh, grind repeat is no different than me playing an MMO quest grind repeat, repeat is no different than someone playing a puzzle game uh, grind repeat, it's all it's all somebody's happy, okay? Right. So the reason I brought this up ultimately is because, one, Pete brought up the whole indie developing thing, and it was a really perfect tie-in to talk about the, the spectacular sort of uh, self-destruction of No Man's Sky because um, as of this point, even their own sort of dedicated uh, Reddit community is eating itself alive. Wow. Um, like it's 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 closing down. It's crashing and burning around them. No Man's Sky has put out no comments in like months at this point uh, to talk about the things that they said they were going to do. It is what it is. It's a valuable lesson for indie developers. Yes. And Take it. on top of that, it ties back into all the sort of uh, technological developments for all the new systems and developers in general, which is you have all these different ideas and options for what to do with the technology for your games. But if your game is not rock solid, if you don't have a yes. core idea yes. um, to really put some elements together that are entertaining for 40, 80 hours or whatever it is that, that people want to do, you're going to fall into this same cat trap that even the AAA developers do, which is, oh, here's the game Destiny, and it has no content, but we're going to parse it out because we need time to do stuff. Gaming is so I feel so bad for gamer like young gamers today who would never have known a lot of the stuff that I got to play with good and bad but at least I can say when I played a game for the most part I was playing the hell out of it for hours yeah because because well, me involved the thing is is like it is right. not complicated to make an entertaining game I mean we grew up on games like River City ransom for Christ's sakes that this, game was awesome it was <laughs> but there was nonsense it was nonsense plot but you felt like you were doing something you felt like there was a purpose you even go into your little five and dime China stop, China shop to buy better knuckles so you could punch more <laughs> you know? that game was so much fun though for what it was like I That's literally like grabbing guys by ankles and beating other dudes with him come on <laughs> dude that's what it's supposed to be. A game is supposed to be fun. It doesn't have to. Have, like, story is one way to make a game fun, but it doesn't have to. But you're right. Like, you're right, Bo. Like, if, if people can't, if indies can't figure out how to make a game that's an enjoyable experience that is more than just a dynamic that they thought would be cool, you know, or a, or a game mechanic that they thought would be interesting. Or a tech demo. Or a tech demo. Exactly. And these things are fine because they, so the, the reason I'm okay with No Man's Sky is someone's going to, someone's going to make a better version of that. Someone else is going to pick up those reins. And I think it's okay to have somebody fail and then somebody else make a better version. Yeah, but you didn't um, buy that game. As long game. as somebody does that. <laughs> what? You, didn't, you didn't buy that game. Someone in this house wanted that game and I had to buy that game. So that game was bought. So I bought No Man's Sky and the No Man's Sky is sitting I there. No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh yeah, so you did take the plunge. I- no, I, I, did the exact same thing. I did not get $60 worth of love out of that game, by the way. No. I got no. $20 worth of love out of that no, game. I if barely it was a $20 got five. game, I would have. <laughs> exactly. That's a big problem, too. Indie games can be priced cheaper. And I think that's an issue. I bought the Batman Arkham game. It was 20 bucks. I definitely got $20 see, worth of love. See, that's the problem with it. That, is no Man's Sky wouldn't have been a bigger, such a big deal if it was priced bucks. cheaper. Um, but see, here's the thing. You guys are hitting something on the head, which is games having these AAA prices at 60 bucks, with regardless of content, Right. Is something that's really hurting them. Yes. Okay. Even up jump AAA titles. If you're going to legitimately price something, uh, looking at you Street Fighter Five early on, 
that was at best a thirty dollar game for yeah, the best. content that they had at the time. At best. I mean, like, right. and like, and using your example, like, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse, the first one, wasn't a super great fighting game, but it did not lack content. It did mm-hmm. not lack content. So, so it Here's made its price. Meanwhile, many- meanwhile, Street Fighter, it, it had no content. And you're paying freaking full price for this thing. Get out of here. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, think about that. How many, I was just going to say, how many, uh, we're gamers, so we buy a lot more games than a normal person. But a normal person is going to buy one or two AAA level games a year because that's, that's what they can afford for their game budget. They're going to spend $120, and that's a lot for them, right? Now, imagine if there were $20 games and they could buy six of them. Like, that's an issue. An issue is exactly what you guys are talking about. Indies are going, oh, that's what games cost. Games cost 60 bucks, so we can charge that. And it's like, no, no, you can't. The games that are charging 50 bucks have 1,000-person teams and take three years to develop. Those games are like a feature film, and that's why they cost $60. When you're and even, game, yeah, yeah, uh, and even then, they fall well short of the mark in most totally, Especially if their company totally. is electro- uh, friggin' EA, Electronic totally. Arts, man. No, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about a, a new world where there's a whole range of like $5 games that you play for three hours, you know, or a, a $20 game that you last you a weekend. Like, you know, I'm ready for a whole new world, a whole new range. Of you know stuff. what I wasn't disappointed in, and it had a different marketing strategy for selling its games? Uh, the Telltale game series, like the Telltale's yes, Walking Dead. Great, stuff like that. great point. You buy, yeah. you buy the chapters or the seasons, right? No, I bought the package so that okay. the chapters would come in easy, and it still wasn't 60 bucks. It still wasn't 60 That's like 30, right? Yeah, 30 it's like 40. 30 bucks. And you get like five good story chapters out of it that are full, and you have a full game. That's super smart. That was you know, I was going to make a game for Critical Hit back in the day, actually. Um, and that was the idea. We were going to roll out season, and each season had 20 episodes. And then we were going to, yeah. It, that I'm so sad been, that it didn't happen. But, yeah, it would have been perfect. That would have right? been adorable, man. <laughs> so, so look, I, I, I understand on some level game development is an expensive, lengthy process. Okay? It is not cheap. It is not easy. Sure. Um, it is not for the weak of heart. Right. Um, at the same time, when you... For example, Konami. Holy hell, Konami. Did you see the latest quote-unquote Metal Gear uh, <coughs> game to come out after... Phantom uh, Pain? Um, no, no, after Phantom Pain. What was that one called? Uh, this one is called uh, like Metal Gear Bio or something. It's a zombie-themed Metal Gear. Oh, wow. What? Uh-huh. Yes. Like, does it look yes. good or does it look gimmicky? It looks gimmicky as hell. This is the first game you go to after Hideo uh, Kojima leaves? You go zombies? zombies? Sorry, it's called Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, of course it is. Okay. And everybody who has everything now. But it's like... Yeah, but zombies are so like six years ago, man. (laughs) Not just that, but like it's still Metal Gear. It's literally in the Metal Gear universe, and they're trying to find a way to justify a zombie theme in (laughs) Metal Gear because they don't have uh, Kojima doing their plots. So it looks like they're basically picking up the corpse of Metal Gear, dragging it along, injecting it with a T-virus, oh, a and pushing idea. it along. Look, let me tell you something. Wow. Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, or whatever they called that, with, um, with uh, 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 what's the name of the long, the, the dude with the long white hair who went cyborg? Oh, uh, no, no, Raiden. Raiden, Raiden. Right. Let me tell you something. That game was freaking cheesy as hell, but I enjoyed the hell out of that game. Metal Gear Revenge. Now, mind you, I got it for free on my PlayStation Plus, Plus account. But that game was ridiculously over the top. You know, that's an interesting thing you're talking about. So it, your enjoyment of something is going to be based on a couple factors. But one is going to be the value that you spent on it. And if you get that value back, two is going to be your expectation, right? Easily a $30 game. Easily. Easily so a $30, perfect. $40 game. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, easily. Like, I enjoyed that's that great. game. I played it six times from beginning to end. 
<laughs> but people that make games need to keep that in mind. They need to they need to accurately say, and if they can't accurately say this, they need to get somebody else to, to decide decide that for them. But they need to say what are, what are people going to feel good? You know, there's a guy. You know who Tim Ferriss is? Probably not. Uh, it Tim sounds, Ferriss, sounds really familiar. He's amazing. If you, you should check out his blog or his um his uh, podcast. Anyway, he's he's one of those guys like uh, he wrote the Four Hour Body, the Four Hour Work Week, like a lot of those. Yes, books. I know who you're talking about. Yes. He's, he's a life hacking kind of like. Yes, that yes, 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 anyway, yes, yes. Reason I bring him up is. Um, he has an idea about when you're starting a small business, you find out how much you need to you need to make. Like, what do you need your product to sell for so that you can make your living and then continually add value until it hits that. And I think if games started doing that, if they said, all right, we want to get 30 bucks for this. Let's continually add value until people feel like they got 30 bucks out of this. And that's what's missing right now. Games aren't they're not trying to match their value with what their sticker price is. See, yeah, so that, that's, like the, that's that. the case of games. Um, um, on the last thing with video games, I just wanted to say, um, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse 2 is coming out like next week. I got it coming. I've played almost every Dragon Ball Z fighting game. You know, I know I'm kind of alone on that. Let's talk about that for a second. I want to hear both of your opinions on this. How do fighting games work in the modern landscape? There's a lot of different ways to do it. Like, I, I actually play a couple of different fighting games. One, a lot of them are still couch fighters. You can still play and fight alongside the person sitting next to you. And okay. also, you could play online against other people. Okay. That's that's one of the biggest things, and uh, one of the one of the biggest growth that's actually advancing the fighting game industry and at the same time destroying it is professional video game fighting competitions. Oh wow! Because th- no, that's a big big sport. People are that and, good? Yes, people mm-hmm. are that remarkable. I can good. see that. I can like, see that. I don't. Okay, so yeah, I don't hold a candle to the seizure fighting they're doing in these games. <laughs> so I I one of the other things that I do is I, I work with somebody. Uh, on FGC tournaments, uh, fighting game community tournaments, and you know, uh, the people who like that sort of die-hard, uh, semi-pro kind of environment where they're they're playing competitively um, for money and for bragging rights and to get sort of into like the top pro uh, circuits. Yep. These guys are amazingly good. I'm like in my prime. If I were able to invest the time that these guys put into their sport. I'd probably be okay at best. These guys are that good. Wow. Like their Twitch response is phenomenal. I have to say this as a witness. I see him Bo in his prime. When he did spend a lot of time at games, I'd go to work, I'd come back, he's still playing the game. Nah, he still wouldn't be good enough. <laughs> Cause he's getting no. beat by us. He still he still wouldn't be good enough. <laughs> um That said, these guys are still nonetheless quite phenomenal. And when you are good enough at something to make money doing it and it's yeah. a quote unquote hobby, someone should pay that, you. Someone, Someone should pay you. Yeah. Now, uh, the other interesting aspect of this is the quote-unquote professionalism involved. Um, for the fighting games in particular, is this lurching growth into competitive play and professional play and them realizing, the players in particular, that like athletes, like legitimate in professional sports players, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it is, there's this uh, level of professionalism that has to come with it that they weren't necessarily anticipating. Oh, wow. Um, some of them are starting to catch on pretty quickly. Um, it's not unlike, you know, the Michael Jordans or the Brett Favre's or anybody else who these guys are professional players and they carry themselves as professional players. Um, but like this, it's interesting to watch this growth and this change in the industry happen for them as that part of the gaming industry completely shifts to a professional matter. Um, and although a lot of these young guys and girls, they're in their twenties. Okay. And I don't know how, uh, there's, there's part of that. There's, you know, do they have enough uh, maturity 
and business savvy and their head screwed on at 20 something to realize that this is a game this is a profession and requires some longevity and professional polish so that's fascinating for me it's interesting because um, this is the first time where so what i mean is uh you know sports have been around for centuries and in some cases mm -hmm. in, in america for decades for some of the newer sports and they take time they, they go through the same phase that you're talking about Bo. like <laughs> yeah no, but you know what I mean? Like, so you, you get into like football's been around forever, but then arena football comes up and that's a new yep. thing. And so everybody's starting it kind of a bunch of douchebags at first. And so they learn, okay, we need to, you know what I mean? It was sort of like yep. the wild west of, so you're right. Like the same thing is happening with video games. And that's only because this is the first generation, not us, the next generation that grew up with video games already existing the way that people grew up with football existing. Uh, there was a point in the early days where there was no football and then it, you know, that, so it's interesting if you think about two to three generations from now, when video games are part of our history, not part of our very recent, you know, but like a thing that we've been doing for decades. Uh, be interesting to see, because you're right at that point, it, you know, somebody that wants to become a professional video game player, they're going to know what that means and what that means in terms of conduct and sponsorship, mm -hmm. all the same stuff that goes with regular sports. That's a, that's fascinating. Esports, esports is a fascinating thing. Sure. Um, for, for, for a while there, I was sort of on the fence with the idea of it, but it's just, it's going to happen. And yeah, there's absolutely. no stopping it. There's no, billions of dollars in this. But it's cool. I mean, again, like, why not? You know, if, like you said earlier, if you're good, in, if you play a controller the way that you would play an instrument, if you're like, you know, symphony orchestra level talent on a on an Xbox controller, you deserve to to make a living at that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And Most definitely. I, th I think we've plumbed a lot of uh, what we could say about games. Are um, we going to move on? Gonna, to we, we, we're doing the do, man. <laughs> we're going for gold. Doing the do. <laughs> All right, Peter. No, I never it liked is. that damn it drink. Is. It looked radioactive. <laughs> I don't know why that's right. considered you're, the role play drink of choice. Dark. It's that's so not. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're down in the you're down you're in the, the basement. Drink of choice was for me. A little better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, light, Pete. I'm dry. Light the path. <laughs> uh, in the wasteland, Mountain Dew drink uh, you. So, until next time, see ya! Alright folks, it was a blast geeking out with Pete and Mike here on the video games. Holy smoked console wars, part tray, quattro, cinco, I'm, I'm running out. <laughs> this has been a blast, who knows, maybe we'll get some transformable stuff shortly. Um, console Legos. <laughs> a console Lego set. <laughs> Michael Bay's gonna make a console. Oh no, that's going to so be it's been a blast. I'd like to thank uh, <laughs> all of our people who are part of this process Under Truck Studios, uh, Mike Sky Andre, Mike Sky Adrian, <laughs> Pete, Pete Mitchell, you're awesome yeah. as always. This is always a fun blast. We got to keep doing this once in a while. Yes, please. Um, we're gonna we will get about around RPGs. to talking about We're going to talk about comics at some point. Um, this is just fun to do. Uh, like Pete, find Pete. At some uh, point, we talk about comics all the time. Technically, <laughs> talking about the paper format. Anyway, uh, find Pete, uh, Das PD, uh, find us, Geek of the Week podcast. Uh, like, share, and trade with your friends. Collect them all. We're going to keep uh, reinventing ourselves just like the console. Don't worry. As always, it's fun geeking out. See ya. Later, I will see you later. Bye bye. Hater, I will see you later. Bye bye. See y'all later.